Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools, and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned either through client work or personal experiences or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello, Steph here. Welcome back to another episode of the Just For Today podcast. I am delighted and overjoyed that you are here And yeah, in uh, slight disbelief that we are nearing the end of this series, series three. This is episode eight, I believe. I need to keep count, really. I will keep count. But we are nearing the end, which means I'll be taking a little break. But more about that as we get closer. Today, I want to talk to you about negative bias. So it seems that with all my clients, there are reoccurring themes that come up. And what I mean by that is it seems that each week my clients need similar things from me. And recently it's been a lot of work around boundaries and I have created a really beautiful exercise that I take the majority of my clients through to help them get a sense of their boundaries, how to let go of stuff that's no longer necessary within their inner world, their inner boundary, and to release that and to bring in what they want more of, feelings, behaviours, etc. And one thing that came up with a client I was working with this week, we'd done the boundary exercise and she sort of said to me, how do I notice that all of these things are present in my life? So if I'm wanting to feel more confident, if I'm wanting to feel more loved, if I'm wanting to feel more in control, if I'm wanting to feel more strength in my life, how do I notice those things? Because I know they're present, but I just can't see them every day. So we did a little bit of work around that. And as humans, we are naturally programmed from the moment we are born to seek out the negative situations in our life. So let me go a quick whistle stop tour again on the unconscious conscious mind, remembering that the unconscious mind is our inner protector. It's there to keep us safe from danger, what it believes to be danger, what it perceives as danger. So we can on a conscious level know that we're not in danger if we are, I don't know, learning to ride a bike, but the unconscious mind, the inner protector is saying, don't ride it, it's dangerous, you might fall off, you might hurt yourself and then we're in danger. There's a small example there for you. Now, we are programmed to look for the negative. We are programmed to look for everything that could possibly go wrong so that we can safeguard that. Now, I would also say that that's an example of anxiety as well. Anxiety is predicting the future and things that might go wrong. It's almost like a heightened state where we are looking for everything that could potentially go wrong, either preventing ourselves from experiencing those examples or those experiences, freezing us in time or making us run the other way, basically. So negative bias, what I mean by that is we are programmed to notice everything that could potentially not be useful. So if I was to say to you, do you feel that you're in control of your life? I'm going to assume that some of you are thinking, good God, no. 
it's always out of control. I feel overwhelmed all the time. I don't think I can get any sense of control back. And then I was to ask you, well, give me an example of a time where you felt out of control. You could potentially reel off for this and then that and then this and then that happened and then that happened. So immediately like that spidey sense is going, absolutely, I've got this nailed. It's something I don't feel anything of in my life. Let me reel off seven million examples of how that belief is true because I don't feel like I have any control in my life. If we don't feel we have any love in our life, we are going to look for all the examples of unlovingness. Is that a word? I think that might be a word. We will look for all examples of our life where we don't feel loved, where our words don't get heard, where we don't feel valued, where we don't feel seen, if that's what we perceive to be love. We could reel off examples, well, the other day my partner did this, and that's an example that he doesn't love me, or they don't love me, or she doesn't love me. We have spidey senses to detect danger, to detect everything that we believe to be true. So again, another example, if we have a phobia, phobia is a belief, it's not a fact, it's a phobia, it's a belief, it's a repeated statement that has become a belief within your system, your programming. So if we have a fear of flying, our little spidey senses are going off looking at all of, you know, we can know logically, conscious mind, logically we can know that there are thousands of planes in the sky right now. Thousands. You've only got to look on one of those fantastic apps to know that there are thousands of planes that are going up and coming down safely. But if you have a fear of flying, you're not looking for that evidence. That's the logical conscious evidence. What the unconscious is going is, is yes, but the odds are one in, I don't know what the current odds are. Let's say one in a million. I don't know if that's accurate. That isn't fact. Let's just say I'm throwing it out there just as an example. Let's just say the, the, the fact is one in a million. What the unconscious is going, yes, but potentially we could be that one. So we need to be prepared for that. So what I'm going to do if you actually get on the plane is I'm going to keep you in a state of panic. So you're ready and you're armed and you're prepared to be that one in a million. So this is the negative bias that we have. And it's all coming from a place of protection and safety from our unconscious mind. I like to think, and those of you listening won't be able to see what I'm doing here, but those of you that are watching on YouTube will be able to see my hands right now. One side is saying, this is your conscious mind, it's fine. You know you're safer in a plane than you are in a car. Come on now, it's going to be fine. It's just two hours, three hours, however many. You're going to be fine. The inner protector on the other side is going, ah, yes, but what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Now, the unconscious is much bigger. Like I said in the last episode, the unconscious mind is 90%. The conscious mind is 10%, as giving you an idea of the size. So 90% is always going to override. It's always going to talk over the smaller part, which is the conscious mind. So it's going to go, yeah, okay, conscious mind. We know, we know there's loads of planes up there, but we really need to do our job here and protect her from getting on that plane. Because if she does get on it, there is a chance she's going to be that one in a million. So I'm going to put her in a state of panic. That's how it works. You know, the unconscious gathers evidence. If you have a belief that you are not loved, it will seek out and put all the, the feelers out to back up that data. It's evidenting it. Is that a word? Evidenting? You know, I like making up words. Okay, I love words. It's seeking out the evidence to back up that belief. It's the same as if you believe that all men are cheats. 
for whatever reason that you have that belief, I'm going to make an assumption that you've had an experience of that in your life, whether it's you've seen it, witnessed it, or been part of that. If you have that belief, you're going to go out and find the evidence to back that up. And if you're in a relationship, you're going to create the evidence to back that up. You will say, let's say you'll be in an untrusting relationship. Are you cheating? Are you cheating? Are you cheating? Are you cheating? Where was you? What did you do? All of that type of stuff. Because again, the unconscious is going, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. To the point where that person may say, I might as well just do it. So then you can go, unconscious mind, I told you, I knew you was going to do that. I was right to be prepared for that type of eventuality. So I've given you a few different examples there. But when we come back to how we move through the world, when we're creating boundaries, if I bring it back to that point, let's just say that you want to feel more confident in your life. Let's say that you are struggling with confidence. You don't feel you're good enough. Let's say you have imposter syndrome in your life. The easiest way to hack this system is to set the intention every morning to seek out areas of your life, to adjust your gaze, to override that negative programming that is, if you're going into the world going, uh, let's just say you've got imposter syndrome in your workplace, what's going to happen is, is your unconscious is going to go, right, got that, we aren't good enough to be here, we don't deserve to be here, we're going to get caught out really soon, actually, someone's going to discover that we're not good enough soon as well. So let's just be on guard for that, let's just notice all the things that potentially could go wrong, let's notice any things that are said about our work, or not, even reading between the lines, noticing things that aren't even said, making assumptions about people and what they aren't saying or are saying, you're going to be armed and ready. So when that day comes, if it comes, that they say, do you know what, actually, we're going to have to let you go because we think there's someone better that can do this job. You know, these are all situations in your head that may never, ever happen. But let's just say it does. Your unconscious will go, I told you, you needed to be prepared for the fact that you're not good enough to be here. So let's say you're working with imposter syndrome and you're moving through your world feeling like you're not good enough. And the opposite to that is confidence. So imposter syndrome is not good enough. For me, the opposite to that is confidence in yourself, self-belief, confidence that you are good enough. I would start by setting the intention every day to notice areas that you are good enough. This isn't where you're brilliant, where you're excelling, because you know we're all... We're all moving and learning and growing and evolving and can always every day be better versions of ourselves. But setting the intention to notice areas of your life every day where you are good enough. And that could be, I'm good enough at driving a car. I'm good enough at doing my hair. I'm good enough at making breakfast. I'm good enough at feeding my children. I am good enough at... I don't know. There's lots of things that you're doing throughout your day that you're good enough at doing that you don't even give a moment's thought to because it just happens. You're good enough at doing that. If we're working with confidence, well, let's look at the areas of my life. I'm going to set the intention this morning to gather the data to back up the belief that I am confident. It could be that I'm confident enough to walk into a shop and ask for what I want and not have any fear around that. I am confident enough to be able to get in my car and drive it without having to give any thought to that. I'm confident behind the wheel. It's about creating and backing up the data of the belief that you want to hold as opposed to the one that's really slowing and limiting the way that you live your life. So we can do this with anything. If we don't believe we're a good enough mother, that's a classic one. I'm not good enough. 
because we're measuring ourselves against unrealistic expectations of social media or what Doris down the road is doing, even though we don't know her, we don't know her story, we don't actually know that when she shuts the door she loses her mind in the same way that we do. But let's just assume that we don't believe that we're a good enough mother, then set the intention in the morning that I'm going to seek out all the examples and back up the data that I am a good enough mother. And there's loads of examples. I can assure you there are loads of examples that you are a good enough mother. The fact that you first and foremost question it is a sign that you're a good good enough mother. The fact that your children are safe and warm and fed and sleeping in a bed is the sign that you're a good enough mother. The fact that they have clothes on their back, shoes on their feet. There is so many things that we can look for that our negative bias overrides and sees past because what it's doing is looking for all of the things that will back up the belief that you hold because that's how we're made. We're extremely clever human beings and whatever we believe, we gather, we date, we back up, we bring into our lives. So by that, we can, we can play the system. We can override that programming. We can start to set the intentions to be what we want to be and just start the process. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that's all we need to do, but it's a really great start. It's a really great way of adjusting your gaze. Now, there may be things that are in the way, stumbling blocks that might need a little bit more TLC. And I absolutely can help you with those things. But for me, this really does start with you deciding each and every day, I want better. I want to think better for me. I am making the conscious decision because the conscious decision repeated If we set the intention every day, today I am going to notice all areas of my life where I am good enough and we do it every day. That repetition, repetition, repetition becomes an an unconscious belief in the same way that if you drive a car, it's an unconscious behavior now. You learned to drive when you first got in a car and you started learning. It was clunky. It was mind blowing at times. You stalled your car because you weren't moving your feet and your hands at the same time. Repeat, 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 repeat to the point where you drive, you don't even think about it because it is just a behavior that you've repeated to the point it becomes unconscious. So you absolutely have the power to change your programming. You weren't born with it. Therefore, it doesn't have to stay with you if it's hurting you or slowing you down or holding you back. You have the ability. It takes determination a whole heap of intention and that repeated behavior. So let me ask you this. If your child came to you and said, I can't ride a bike, I fell off, it hurt, I'm not doing it again. Would you just say to them, oh, do you know what? No, you're not made for riding bikes. Let's just leave that. I'm going to assume that you're going to say, come on, we're going to do it again and we do it again and we do it again. And you're already teaching your children, get back up, let's keep going. So I'm offering you the opportunity to do the same for yourself. So just for today, lovely people, get curious about the noises in your head that are slowing you down, limiting you, are preventing you from living the way that you want to live. And then create that intentional programming. Now, I like to do this when I first started out with this, and you can do the same with gratitude. Gratitude practice is really powerful. I've done an episode on that. 
It is about every day setting the intention to notice all the things in your life that you're grateful for. I don't do it at the end of a day. I move through my day with it. And when I first started with it, I had a little, little book that I would carry in my handbag, just a tiny little book. As I noticed something I was grateful for, I wrote it down. That was creating a new neurological pathway for me of a whole new belief that I can find things in my life that I'm grateful for. Even on the bumpiest, trickiest, sometimes painful days, I can still find it because my spidey senses are saying, there's a lot to be grateful here. And this isn't about suppressing emotions, and I'll do a whole other episode on that. This is about setting the intention to still notice the beauty in your life, even when other stuff is going on around you. So get curious. Get curious about those limiting things that are going on in your head that you want to have more of in your life and set the intention to start noticing where they are already present. Because I promise you, ladies, they are there. They are just buried under layers of life and conditioning and programming and negative bias that's there to keep you safe, but is no longer helping you as you now move forward in the way that you want to. See you again, same time next week. Take care. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear and feel what you feel and really notice what is right in front of you because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.